0: hello everybody welcome to need for speed running uh pit stop edition pit stop crew we're the pit crew <laughs> sure that's what it is hobbs is here with me uh, we previously we have looked at a, a very long rpg speed run uh, this time we're kind of doing a uh, one of those saturday morning uh things they would throw at the end of a cartoon where they'd be like you know great moments in american history and then something about Thomas Jefferson. Uh, but we're doing that, but for speed runs, basically. So, <laughs> speed uh, runs joining... through history. <laughs> so Hobbs and I will be heading up this episode today. Uh, joining us, we have, uh, I don't know, two people. I've heard of them before. We've got uh, Sinister One and Zallard One. Uh, Big time, super punch out guys. Well, punch out and super punch out. Various punch outs. I'm doing a great job. Hi, <laughs> guys! Say hello and uh, hey tell us about yourselves.
1: Hey, how's it
2: going? I'm um, One. Still speedrun on occasion, but uh, always love to throw it back to the old memories back when uh, when I used to play Punch Out.
1: <laughs> um, I'm Zellard One. Uh, I uh I speedrun all the Punch Out games. I've been messing with uh, Super Punch Out lately. It's good times again. Again, of course.
3: I think yeah. actually the first time, Zalor, that I was interested to you, not not like actually met each other, but like heard of you, was your 2015 Punch-Out! Wii run. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, like That's exhibition weird. one where you were just like, oh, I just want to watch this cutscene because it's awesome and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, okay. no. <laughs> Some cutscenes you really. just got
1: to watch, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was super fun. And I had like literally not ever done anything with Punch-Out! or really even seen anything with Punch-Out! And I just happened to be in the stream room when you were doing that, I think. And, nice, uh, nice. I was just like, oh, that was
0: a cool one. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I didn't have uh it. a lot of uh experience with Punch Out. I think I played Super Punch Out, but I don't think I'd even like heard of Mike Tyson. Um I don't know why, it just it didn't make it to our playground or something, but <laughs> hey, it's that's never, interesting. Yeah, yeah, never too I, late,
2: man. There's there's still time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I no, sp- I've I've uh I got a tied the world record time on uh Glass Joe last night. So All right. nice. I'm on my way, okay. <laughs> right in <on>. there. <laughs> I sort Eddie
3: Anytime I've ever been on, on like a a podcast or something with Sinister, he'll always say like, Hey, it's never too late. And then he starts picking up punch out. (laughs) Always still trying to get people in. Ever the, uh, the speedrunner with the community that just wants more people.
2: (laughs) Hey, we can, we can use more. We've had some really good growth over the years, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're no super Mario 64 or anything (laughs) like
3: that. Oh boy.
0: Should we all be so lucky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we wanted to talk about uh specifically, I guess this is the first one we're doing, and it, it kind of makes sense. Like this is this is sort of the, the, the 2014 GDQ blindfolded Mike Tyson run that Sinister did is kind of like when when I was out in the world and people who knew I liked video games were like oh have you seen this like this is the the thing that people would always bring up and like oh yeah you know that that's that's the you know and then you explain what gdq is to them and they're like that's cool but like yeah this is just kind of i knew people who didn't know anything about video games who at least if they had heard played the NES back in the day knew about uh, about this and so i i, I don't think we need to go we don't want to go through the run but where was Mike Tyson at like so you blindfolded speedrunning was kind of like just a, a parlor trick up until a certain point, like did did someone just dare you sinister to do it in 2012? or was it your idea? I forget how this goes down so
2: the the impetus for this is, of course, donation incentives. The game's done quick marathons. The number one priority is you know you want to raise the the most amount you can for the charity and generally that's done through the incentives and uh at the very first marathon which was called classic games done quick the the 2010 predecessor to awesome games done quick uh andrew g had been so this is how incentives work back at that time somebody in the chat literally had suggested like hey i'll give 25 dollars if andrew g will try to do super mario blindfolded uh, so that's kind of it's where like I got very, the, idea. very desert bust. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's where I got the idea. So I saw Andrew G do it and I was like, oh, Hey, I could, I could do that with punch out too. That'll be nice. So then, you know, suggested it as an incentive for 2012.
3: Nice. Yeah. And so from, from there, it kind of like spun into for, for a little while, even after that, it was still mostly just something you kind of did just you, for fun right like just gave it an attempt whenever yes there was, there, there, you know. there, there
2: was literally no preparation for this i didn't like try to make up strats i didn't practice <laughs> i just literally would show up on the day and just whatever
0: happened happened there was that that was it <laughs> i think like that's a universal thing though where at some point you've tried to beat some boss with the controller upside down or like with your feet or just with your eyes closed, like with you're hanging out with your friends or something like that. So it, it makes total sense as just a another dumb thing. Like, Hey, I could do this. That'd be funny. watch this. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah I mean, absolutely. slapping a
0: timer on stuff is already just like,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I bet I could beat it a little faster. Right. So, so I bet I could be beat it without seeing it. Right. But where did things kind of go from there? Uh, from that kind of initial 2012 showing
2: so the 2012 that you know that was just kind of the the, for fun whatever 2013 i did want to get a little bit farther so i think i maybe practiced for like you know an hour or two so big big step up from from zero (laughs) practice whatsoever um, and it helped. I got. I, I, well, like... I, I, I miraculously beat Bald Bull. If you actually go back and watch the 2013 run, you will see the shock and surprise on my face <laughs> as I land this magical punch that I had no business throwing, and it, and it somehow connects. As, as, as and if it didn't, I would have just instantly lost on the spot. Um, yeah. So that was that was, yeah, that was a fun that, one. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Uh, and then in 2014, that's when it really ramped up because. Uh, there was actually a guy that had seen my runs and he became inspired. He he went and he actually got all the way to Super Macho Man and he had recorded uh, some of the footage. Some of the footage was lost but he had some of the footage and at that point in time I, I thought well gosh you know if this guy who you know I don't, I don't want to call him an amateur that, that sounds kind of rude but he was, he was not a speed runner. <laughs> he was somebody that just played the game casually and Um, you know, so I thought, okay, well, if he can do that, then I, if I applied myself, I should really be able to get far in this. Uh, so that's Mm. when I decided, okay, it's time to start, you know, going in the lab and trying to come up with some strategies. And then 2014, of course, things turned out a little bit better.
3: And Zalard, you came into the mix around like before the 2014 run, obviously, but around the 2012, 2013 time as well, if I'm not mistaken, or when, when exactly did you become aware of speedruns in general the punch out games and also like the blindfolded challenges
1: yeah so i was aware of the speedrunning community around like 2010 2011 i sort of dabbled it with it uh a little bit in 2009 when we punch out came out but um but yeah i ended
0: up uh that was 09
1: it was 09 (laughs) yeah i
0: don't think i got it till like 2012 so dang um well it was 20 bucks by then but yeah yeah pretty going. much <laughs> <laughs>
1: um but yeah i didn't go to a, a games done quick until uh 2014 actually that was the first one uh i went to so it's uh it, it's a pretty wild one, first one to go to if i'm being completely <laughs> honest
2: yeah <laughs> you chose wells
3: allard
1: yeah <laughs> but
2: i
3: remember even during the the 2014 run uh i remember sinister you were talking as you were going through certain bosses of like oh zallard came up with this buffer strategy or you know mm-hmm. the, or i just i i sat down and was developing this and like we kind of went back and forth on this kind of thing so like uh what kind of made you want to jump in on that part as well zallard
1: well so at the time i was speed running super punch out a lot and super, the way super punch out works uh, the opponents aren't like in the middle of the ring as much as they're in uh, Mike Tyson's punch out, like they'll kind of drift away from you and you can do things called buffer strategies where you're basically chaining a bunch of actions together in order to get a very specific uh, punch or dodge to come out on a specific frame. And mm. for Mike Tyson's punch out, that concept isn't as intuitive, but uh, once I started like aggressively applying it to various scenarios, we found out that it actually has quite a bit of utility in the run, and uh, it did help here and there for uh, Sinister's 2014 run.
2: Well, no, to be to be clear, I actually failed the only buffer strat I attempted. <laughs> Zalor had come up with a buffer strat to beat Don Flamenco 1 in 15 seconds, and I, and I just, I totally failed it, so uh you know it wasn't until 2016 that we really started getting good with the uh with the buffer strats unfortunately
1: i think you did with use the glass Joe buffer though at least
2: oh you know what maybe you're right yeah maybe you're right okay at least i got one yeah, fight you correct no I, you don't, got I, some... I don't know if i we have to go back and watch the run now i'm not so sure i got glass joe
0: <laughs> i feel like you did i think Okay. I think so. All right. All right. Fair enough. Because then you mentioned there was a uh, 42-22 strat, basically. Okay. Okay. Now
2: that sounds, that sounds, that sounds right. All right. So I, okay. I I wasn't a complete failure. It was just (laughs) on Don Flamenco.
3: This is definitely why we also wanted like Zalor Long Sinister, because I feel like you both know each other's appearances uh, almost better than the other person at times, just from like, cheering each other on well, bit, like
2: two I, I, old boys of speedrunning. I, I have really no excuse because you wouldn't you will not believe this <laughs> but i actually was just watching some of this run uh yesterday or the day before just oh, by wow. t- total chance by total oh, yeah. chance uh i think i wasn't watching the actual run i think i was watching the the summoning salt video about the run mm, okay and about about okay. black photo punch out in general um which so, is a good video. So he didn't show the this Glass Joe petty. fight, so really it's Summoning Salt's fault that I, that I <laughs> yeah, didn't I remember know. what had happened. Yeah, he, he, he just it's totally an glossed an over Glass part Joe. such the run.
0: <laughs> How's he going to do him like that? <laughs> yeah, this is the actually the first time, going back and watching uh, the, the Mike Tyson run, I think this is the first time I've watched it since I knew that there was someone in the room who was aware that you had practiced um because before that i would always just watch it like oh every no one knows what's happening uh except for him but no you told you told zallard and someone else i did right yeah zallard and dk28 (laughs) we had all gone to dinner either the
2: night before or a couple nights before uh and and zallard he First said, you know, hey, listen, because I think I asked him. I was like, well, you know, how are you going to do in Super Punch Out? And he's like, oh, I think I, I might, I might be able to beat the game. I don't know if I can, but I've, I've done it before. And I was like, what?
0: (laughs) So once he had kind of
2: told me what he had going on, I was like, well, I gotta, you know. And I think he was like, well, what about you? How's Punch Out gonna be? So then, you know at that point i'm gonna tell him what's going on everybody else at the <laughs> yeah, venue i'm yeah. just like completely deflecting avoiding the question you know mm-hmm. but, yeah but zallard i told and dk28
3: <laughs> and to, to be clear just for the audience uh it doesn't it's not any less impressive if somebody practiced it <laughs> like it's still unbe- <laughs> an unbelievably difficult thing to do um, to play any game blindfolded, but uh these games especially
2: oh yeah i didn't I didn't know how far I would make it. I wasn't like confident or sure that I would make it as far mm-hmm. as I did. I just knew that there was a chance that this was possible. That's all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, I was kind of in that same boat. It was pretty much just like we had told each other what our potential was, and we were you know that was pretty much like the limit of like where we thought we could possibly get to. Um, But it wasn't exactly realistic to expect that those outcomes would happen. So it became uh, quite the amazing surprise that we actually indeed (laughs) both like met our, uh,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, went went Super Saiyan. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, and that's that's one of the reasons we wanted to look at this run, too, is I feel like this. I think I honestly truly believe that this is one of the the speed runs that kind of helped like widen the gdq audience i think that's kind of happened several mm-hmm. times over yeah. the years where you'll have something that like gets shared around a ton and then more people discover speed running and, and games done quick as a result of it and uh i i think this is one of the the runs that like put gdq on the map and it's also been something that has somehow been one-upped like since then by both of you <laughs> at various <laughs> times uh, throughout the years i'd say multiple times uh, so what was it like for those uh, of you who were there and and experienced this how have you noticed kind of the the scene change since then or or what did you notice change after this that run started to
2: get more popularity uh, i i can tell you exactly uh so i've been just to, to be clear I, i've been to every single well not every single but I've, I've been to GDQ since the very first one in 2010 so i've seen the full progression from the beginning to where we are now and within that context you know up until 2014 the events were very small you know you kind of knew most of the people that were coming if not everyone And I remember in 2015, the thing that changed is when I went to go, you know, you kind of go up, you have to get your badge, do the registration and all that. And not only did I not recognize, you know, the the people that were doing the registration, but they also didn't recognize (laughs) me. So I was just like, wow, we've reached a point where people like, you just, you don't, you don't know everybody anymore.
3: It's not a group of 30 friends. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, and even though 2014 was quite big, it still felt like that it was this group of friends. Like I think 2014 was roughly about 400 people, but then I want to say 2015, it they probably doubled that amount or something like that. It was a, it was a crazy difference, but um, 2015, I think another big difference was just, that's when you had more people that weren't necessarily running games that maybe they were just there to watch as spectators.
3: That was me. That was me AGDQ 2015. I hadn't, started running anything yet, I don't think, but I had gotten so absor- like absorbed by Kingdom Hearts runs that I learned everything about them <laughs> to the point where I actually helped coach somebody through a fight once without having to run it before. Uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, that was the me. only time that's ever worked on a stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't don't try it.
3: But uh <laughs> to take it back to you know just speed and, and punch out specifically, like Zalar, do you uh have a a memory at all of of like the scene exploding for for punch out speed runs and i'm talking about the whole series here uh after that that year or uh is it was it still kind of like a well a lot of people saw it but not much happened there what what?
1: well first off like for at least mike tyson's punch out the community was just like me and sinister for (laughs) years (laughs) yeah just literal years um for super punch out it was kind of just me for years so, you know, it was just yeah. literally, like, new ground we're kind of, like, treading, I suppose. And, uh, like, gradually, like, more and more people did uh, start running things. Um, Hootie was a brand new uh, super punch-out runner for a bit. Um, and then uh, Mike Tyson's punch-out, with uh, the development of some of the new buffer strategies that makes, like, some of the really awful parts not as awful for new runners, uh, that brought in A handful of other runners Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um so like over time you know gradually the communities have grown and grown and grown and we've had a lot of uh a lot of competition especially as of late like the last couple of years like things been getting pretty interesting i would Mm -hmm. say
3: yeah (laughs) yeah what what's been Mm -hmm. happening the last couple of years i mean now's the the time to go into this shit i think
1: (laughs) yeah uh well i mean to some extent, I think the pandemic kind of got a lot of people looking at just like grinding runs over and over and over, and with punch out you know there's you know i'm I'm talking like basically like throughout the whole series and not just Mike Tyson's punch out, but of yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of like randomness that you have to contend with and you know just like really hard execution and you know with people wanting to stay at home and kind of you know, keep safe from everything, you know, that's a lot of time you got to grind a couple of runs here and there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Absolutely. Do know what you mean. Uh, Luigi, I think you, I, I, you look like you're about to have something. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I, I was going to mention going back to the fact that Zallard's the only one in the room that <clears throat> was kind of knew what was up, um, that it, it kind of led to this cause you you're sinister. You're kind of doing this. Uh, you're keeping kayfabe for like most of it. Um, you're kind of acting, you know, like, well, you know, this guy's kind of tough and, and uh, he can do this and this. So like, especially in the early game, you're like, so we'll, you know, we'll see. And, and as you get later on, you kind of go, Oh, it kind of, you don't say that I've been practicing, but like, Oh, that I've never actually beaten that guy on that punch before or whatever. And so, um, well, I mean, I just think it's
2: true for some of the fights. I mean, I think, yeah, I think with Soda Popinski specifically, I know I went to round two with him. I had not beaten him in round two, so I I thought I was going to lose in that, uh, situation. But yeah, I would say some of the other ones, like maybe Sandman, uh, I knew that if I, if the, if the buffer I used worked that I was going to beat him or Don, Mm. Don Flamenco too, is a little bit of a pushover as well. But yeah, outside of yeah. that, yeah, there were de- definitely a lot of dangerous, uh, dangerous fights.
1: Yeah. I remember, but it, it... I remember Soda being like particularly dangerous because like you, yeah, you went into like round two. Soda's like a fight that has like sort of like a easy ish trick with the strategies that Sinister had back then. It was way harder. Um, mm-hmm. and he ended up in a situation, I think, where he had to knock Soda down with damage instead of the instant knockdown trick, and that's that's something where it's like Not I don't, a fun
0: place to be. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was an yeah. unfortunate uh, unfortunate outcome there. But I somehow, you know, I was able to get him down. So you can see my my reaction for that one was pretty genuine excitement because I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I actually won the fight! Let's go." <laughs>
0: yeah because a lot these fights uh like super punch outs fights are are just a lot faster and so if you can route them then you do for whereas these you you can kind of have you have buffer strats for certain sections right just you can't plan out a whole fight for the most part
2: well so in in 2014 the really there was only the three three buffer strats that were used the glass joe the don flamenco which even if you failed it didn't matter and sandman yeah uh which if you failed okay. that or that that one would be really bad but outside of that all the other fights there weren't buffer strats so you know later on there would be those would be discovered by zallard and other players and you know then it became easier but um but at the time, I was just fighting these guys straight up, more or less. Like, I had a plan, yeah. but there's a lot of things that can go wrong, a lot <laughs> of bad things that can happen, which a lot, a lot of them did. Um, but it's it's more or less, I am just straight up blindfolded trying to beat these guys. Okay. Fair, fair fight. Fair fight for them, pretty much. <laughs> so how much, and I know this
3: kind of varies uh, per fight, but how much of the the strategy for you at that time was reacting to audio cues versus trying to expect patterns and and just you know play to the pattern that you're expecting to happen and and only having to veer off if like you know you realize you got hit or something like that
2: uh i mean there's a decent amount of audio cue help but a lot of times the the audio cue it's too late by the time you hear the cue you're already getting punched so yeah. really you want to have you you want right. to kind of have a plan and then you just it's almost like you have to kind of read and react to what's going on in the in the fight and just kind of adapt- you have to adapt more or less to the situation because it it will it will quickly spiral you know it's like one one bad thing happens, and then it's like, okay, well now this other bad thing might happen, and you know the 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 fights change very much not only from round to round but also like if let's say you run out of hearts which is something that generally speaking you're not going to be aware of uh right away when that happens that will also change the the boxer's patterns a great deal so so you know sometimes you're kind of blind as to the fact that like there might be a pattern incoming where if you could see you'd know that but because you're blindfolded you're not Mm -hmm. gonna know and then you're just getting hit
0: Hey everyone, Ouija here, to say you should head on over to Patreon.com slash bad to support the show, get access to run commentaries, early episodes, and more. That's right, Patreon.com slash bad. Also want to give a quick shout out to The One-Ups for letting us use their punch-out track in the episode. If you're into jazz covers of video game music, you should check out uh, The One-Ups, T-H-E, O-N-E-U-P-S, The One Ups. And now, back to the show. You sort of point at it when you do the super macho man uh, getting up when the count is nine thing um, and say like, oh, I did that for this reason. You're, you're kind of nonchalant about it. I, But I, I want to point out that, that Zallard about at about count five, when you hadn't gotten up yet, you can, Dallard, you can kind of see you poke around his shoulder to be like, "Wait, what's happening?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like,
1: oh, "Well, if he doesn't get up at like in nine, then he's going back to fights." So that's, you know.
0: And yeah. yeah, and when he pops up, you kind of it 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 takes a second, but then you kind of have this kind of look on your face, like, "All right, okay, well done." Yeah, I, good. <laughs> yeah, because like. So, the whole point
1: is just that he gets better health refills, uh, and he can possibly beat him in round one, which he uh he barely did. It was, yeah. it was pretty mm-hmm. tight, but it was, he got it.
2: It was close. That was probably the last series of punches that because if I had to wait for him to throw another punch and I had to dodge and hit him again, uh, time would have ran out, yeah. So, it was, re- it was really on like the last punch possible that I got him, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so, what we there wasn't at at that time there weren't really like interviews happening at gdq i don't think i, I guess sometime around then they started but uh
0: and, unless mike had something to say right yeah exactly yeah. It was, it
3: was somebody, if somebody decided to talk to you set said the next thing uh but what was kind of going through your head as you started to as you got past ball bowl and you started to to beat you know what you did last time was that something you were kind of expecting due to some of the practice you had put in or was that still like ah, i don't i really don't know how any of this is gonna go did it did it heighten the nerves do you remember oh yeah how much no. of that,
2: of that? i I can tell you so so the beating bald bull was a relief because uh, there was a lot of pressure on me just externally knowing that people had a lot of expectations just during the week of all these people talking to me like oh i'm you know i'm looking forward to watching a run oh i know you're gonna get, go really far like you know so people were kind of really hyping it up and i so i was like oh my god what if i don't even beat bald bull which is not an easy <laughs> fight by the way like there was a realistic sure. chance that i would lose the bald bull so that fight had me really nervous so i think once i beat him i'm kind of just like oh thank god um like i got i got i at least got as far as i got last year so this won't be a total embarrassment right And then once I beat Honda 2, then I was kind (laughs) of like, okay, cool. This is now a PB. Anything that happens beyond this is all just gravy, right? (laughs) And then once I got into the fight with Soda, that's when the nerves really started to kick in because things were not going well. And, you know, it was just problem after problem. And, uh, you know, so then when I finally beat him, I was like really excited uh, and then Don too is kind of he, he's a little bit of a pushover, I'll say. So that was kind of like a little bit of a calm before the storm. And then Sandman definitely had some nerves there. But where I had really the most nerves was going into Super Macho Man. I, I remember this vividly. But I my heart rate must have been like quadruple the normal heart rate that you would have. <laughs> like I've never had this heart rate. Not like like I I you know done at like at, doing athletic stuff like running sprints like. My heart was never even close to beating this fast. And I was getting concerned Sucks. actually. I was like, Am I gonna die playing punch out right now? Like, what the hell is this? Um, and it doesn't look like it. Like
0: everybody says, like,
2: oh, on camera, no. you look so calm and everything looks fine. But in reality,
0: like my heart was
2: was beating through my chest. Under the
0: blindfold. Yeah. Under the blindfold, I'm screaming.
2: Yes. So 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 that was like the most nerves i've ever had in any speed running situation ever most adrenaline all of that um and then once i beat macho yeah, you, you handle it well well thank you yes it, it did go well which it also makes me wonder because i i think about it and i'm like i i can't believe if i was that nervous what the heck was i thinking getting up on a nine count like that was just <laughs> that was complete madness like i i don't understand how i would even attempt that but because i i specifically had you know i had notes on what i wanted to do in the run and one of the notes was very clear it was in like all capital letters <laughs> like do not try to get up on a nine count on super macho man like that was like the number one rule and i just totally broke it well, just totally well you broke know the, rule. the- The nice thing is, when you're
3: blindfolded, you can't see the notes.
2: So that's true. That's (laughs) true. But I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. But thankfully, for whatever reason, I wasn't like you know I wasn't thinking about that at the time. You know that voice, whatever that voice is in your head, that's like you probably shouldn't do this.
0: That voice had been quieted somehow. (laughs) Like (laughs) well. Or at the very least, it was quieter than the voice going, don't go into round two with super macho.
2: <laughs> yes, because there are also... Yeah, there's some there's some risks that come with that. But uh, I would say the downside is much higher because, you know, imagine okay. not getting up on nine. You just don't get up at all. Everybody in the crowd right. is like, what in the heck is what, this what, guy doing? What would you do that for? And, and yeah, then like, you have to go... And then like Zalard said, you have to go back two fights. Yeah. That would totally kill the momentum of everything. Like, that would just be it would almost be better to lose in round two than to have that happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, losing, losing to macho is like the most punishing thing for a run like this. Like it's the farthest yeah. that the game ever sends you back. Like you, if you lose to Honda one or a uh, bull, you get sent back one fight and that's like bad or whatever, but you could still, you know, kind of recoverable macho Macho's yeah. like a rough one. Yeah.
3: I can only imagine. And you since you mentioned the the nerves and also the expectation there that you know like you were you were feeling this this i am sure people weren't doing it like you know intentionally no <laughs> oh, <laughs> but feeling not. this, this ex- <laughs> external pressure right zallard as somebody who had to then follow that up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow that up and and i and we'll kind of extend this into the future after that but like how is that for you uh in at in 2014 like at, at that event trying knowing that you just had to follow up this performance that like where sinister did better than he thought he would you know and probably better than he <laughs> thought he would and, and all that it's just
1: how was that for you uh, terrifying thanks by the <laughs> way <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that that was spent years
0: trying to forget
1: it was like a really conflicting feeling because it was just like You know, I'm really happy my friend like met his potential that I knew he had, but also like, oh god, what? How am I gonna? What am I gonna do now?
3: (laughs) Right. You know what I mean. There's only one
2: option. There's only
3: one. (laughs) Yeah. It's like going up for karaoke after, like, your friend who you think is like, oh, you've never seen him before. You're like, oh, they're going to be fine or whatever. And then they just, like, belt it out. Like, <laughs> Shit. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, I want to kind of continue that into the future because with that run getting a lot of notoriety and, and getting spread around all over the place for both of you, and we could start with Zalard uh, this time on this, like, how did that kind of how, – how, what kind of expectations did you feel – when submitting for future events and stuff were, were you still just like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll do a blindfolded thing or something, or did that, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, blindfolded and Mike Tyson's punch out, like and just specifically the series in general, I think has become kind of intertwined in a way <laughs> when a little it comes bit. To yeah. Speed running. And how is that kind of, I mean, you, you all have only kept up in the ante. So like, what has that been because of pressure or just because you've like thought it'd be fun. You wanted to, what, what has that been like?
1: Right after the super punch out run that I did in twenty fourteen, I didn't go back into blindfolded until twenty sixteen. And that was only when I felt like decently competent at Mike Tyson's punch out because back then, I was only just learning it. Like Sinister was kind of helping me, you know, understand some of the nuanced stuff going on in the game. But um, yeah, um, it eventually went from that to, like, you know, trying to get the other punch out games in a similar, you know, position, getting like blindfolded runs at each of those. And then 2020 was, it's, it's funny, the 2020 run, just because like, in 2016, after we did our race, that's when we, uh, that's when I think I haphazardly suggested, like, hey, you want to try like, two player, one controller blindfolded?
0: <laughs>
1: and without any coordination or practice we got to soda and it was just like oh oh hey that's cool
0: yeah <laughs> that,
2: that, um, that's surprising. It, it was cool until soda absolutely wrecked our dreams that fight <laughs> yeah. was over in a matter of seconds
1: it was yeah that was when we realized yeah we kind of <laughs> need to maybe be like coordinated have some kind of plan with him mm-hmm. so we kind of shelved you just need
0: to hold another controller in your other hand and <laughs> and then you're golden yeah. well, and i i actually i do want to talk more
3: about the 2020 run because there is a, a fun i i'd say there's fun story when it comes to practice for that that not necessarily everybody knows uh but sinister i do want to ask kind of the same question of you like how did you feel after 2014 you know the the years after or even even if you remember just like the immediate months after something were you always feeling this pressure of like oh i can't just do regular runs anymore everybody wants blindfolded or or even just for gdqs like for submitting for that like, do you always feel like you had to up the ante
2: yeah yeah for <laughs> for me it was after 2014 i actually had assumed and even had been uh you know it, it had been a discussion with some other uh some other gdq members that you know that's it's probably the end of punch out you know we're not going to do that again for a while and especially right. blind blindfolded that's that's done um and so that was my mindset i wasn't anticipating actually ever doing any other blindfolded runs again they all kind of just came together organically and as far as doing other runs i didn't feel the same pressure necessarily because you know it's other games i I ran a bunch of other games i'm not as well known for them of course but um you know Mm -hmm. at that time there were less people submitting to gdq it's not like nowadays so uh you still had a reasonable chance of getting in
0: yeah, if you were if you were at classic, then that means you knew how to play like seven different games. <laughs> you know,
2: it's funny you say that because that's very true, but I was one of the few people that had only one game. <laughs> okay. I, I was we, like we did it a... out. I was like, all right, I did my game. All right, cool. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gone. Here to, <laughs> I'm here to
0: destroy Punch-Out. Brief out.
3: tangent, but because of that kind of thing happening, uh when we did we did a pre-show, um, I don't remember which year this was, but we did a pre-show where we had a little trivia section at the end, uh, where one of the questions was like, "Who has the most runs?" or like, "Order these these people with the most the most runs at a uh, at a GDQ." <laughs> Feasel is still like number three. Like oh, Fiesel has, this. has yeah. not run at a GDQ in so long. And he's still like top five yeah. because of those early, those early years.
2: Oh yeah. No, he'll, he'll hang on to that position because it's only harder to get games in now. And also it's not, you yeah. know, in those old days you'd have multiple runs. Now it's like, if somebody has more than one run, that's very uncommon. And if somebody has like three runs, I mean, I, I, I can't remember the last time somebody had three runs in the same wow. event. I think
3: there's, I think one maybe more than one but at least one person does at uh this upcoming sgdq 2022
2: all right look out they're coming for you yeah (laughs) david tki (laughs) he's doing uh
3: super hot and two other games that i don't remember this second but (laughs) okay but yeah so was there any amount after this uh, after this run and like getting uh, like i said getting pretty widespread and stuff uh I'm, i'm sure you to this day still get people who are just like Oh man, I saw your your blindfolded punch out run, you know, from 2014, but watch this, I absolutely love it. Has any amount of that ever turned into like a negative for you? Like, has there ever been a time where like, you, you feel like you can't do something else or anything like that? Or has it just been like, you yeah, got a overwhelmingly positive
0: Christmas party and someone's just, just, just do it. Just do the Tyson thing. <laughs> show what I do
2: life. have a story about that, actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll, oh, okay. I'll,
2: I'll, let me, let me <laughs> no. answer. Let me answer <laughs> J Hobbs first. And then I do have a quick story about that, but I would say it's all been positive, And now people don't say, oh, I saw your 2014 run. People say, oh, I saw you in that summoning salt video. So that's the new <laughs> yeah. form of recognition now because I've been in a few of his videos. So that's that's how people know me. Um right. Okay. So it was never a negative. Uh I, you know, I just cuz I was always just speedrunning for fun and enjoying the community and enjoying going to events and everything else like that. So I never really like you know, put a lot of pressure on myself in terms of like, Oh man, I got to up the ante. I got to do a bigger, better run. If anything, I would do that more so with, uh, organizing. So, you know, for instance, in 2015, I organized the Ninja Gaiden relay race, um, you know, which was a new thing. So that was kind of that, that, that's more, for me, that was more like upping the ante of, of how can I contribute to the event? It doesn't necessarily have to be my run, but it can be something else. Um, and then uh so that that, that did that kind of answer it for you j hobbs before i yeah, no, move no, no, on no. to the second part so okay so the one time i did get called out for this was uh grand Pooh bear was having an event uh it, it used to be called Ah oh god what was it called before it was it's, i think now it's like like mario it's Colise- mario second. masters oh, or that one. Oh, okay. uh speedrun coliseum something like this okay
1: um, oh i think i remember this yeah please yeah.
2: please forgive me Pooh. for, for <laughs> i think it's the exact coliseum. name
3: yeah. Mario Celtium, I think so, was the
2: name. so I was there and, and Grand Pooh Bear, you know, many people may not know this, but he was a big fan of uh blindfolded punch out. In fact, that was one of the first runs that he saw. And he would always tell me, you know, Oh man, that, you know, that run kind of got me more interested in speed running and et cetera. Right. And so he was like, I'm at the event and he's like, Hey man, you know, I, I know, I know this is like kind of just off the cuff, but can you do blindfolded punch out? And I was like, <laughs> I can, but I'm not going to do well because I haven't practiced in years. <laughs> <Right>. Um <laughs> So I think I think I think I ended up like out. trying to fight Tyson, and and with Tyson, it was specifically Tyson. I think that he wanted me to, oh, okay. to beat blindfolded. And wow. um, this was again, and this is another charity event, so I don't I don't mind to do it. But I, I knew I was just going to embarrass myself because I couldn't remember <laughs> that in in the Tyson fight, it's a very specific. Uh, pattern that you have to do in the, in the first round, you have to memorize it. There's not, it's not just like, oh, I know I need to do this or it's like, you know, one, two, three, one, 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 two, three, you got to do all these different things. Right. Uh, and I had totally forgotten about that and I had no way of looking it up. So I was like, all right, I, I guess I'm just going to try it. And it didn't, it didn't go well. Um, <laughs> so that was the only time. So I lost, I, I kind of got obliterated by Tyson, um, but it was okay. It was for charity and
0: you know, it was it was all in all in good fun. <laughs> take some punches from Tyson for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So,
3: I wanna take it again. This is kind of the, the whole topic here, the whole idea behind this is we're we're looking at this as kind of a, a point in speedrunning history and how things have, have changed over time. So I do want to kind of jump all the way to AGTQ 2020, where we get one of, like, maybe the most ridiculously hype runs of all time, I would say. Like, like in terms of, of expectations from the people doing it to the success story that it was, to the crowd, to to the buildup of all of these years, including, you know, 2012, uh, 13, 14, uh, all that stuff. It Just feels like a natural progression. It was like we've made it here, yeah. It's an incredible progression to this moment. <laughs> so, starting with Zalard, tell me about what it was like, uh, in like on the week of uh, the week of AGDQ 2020, practicing and, and trying to get ready for this 2P1C blindfolded Mike Tyson's Punch Out because I, I remember. I remember hearing some stuff from Clage uh, from and, and Breakdown and whatnot throughout that week.
1: Yeah, uh, terrifying. Also, <laughs> because we were not doing too well. Uh, we were struggling pretty hard on a handful of fights, like coordinating. This is like a different kind of challenge, this run, because it's like, yeah, you got to do the blindfolded route. And also, you have to make sure you do your inputs in specific ways so that your partner doesn't get lost because it's really really easy and there are a lot of fights where that can just get you destroyed.
3: <laughs> and and mm-hmm. to be clear for the audience like when you're talking about getting lost with a blindfolded run, it th- it doesn't mean like, you know, move uh, to a very a yeah, random yeah. spot in the arena. What it means is like going off script, but script isn't even the right word either because there you have fights where you're not always going to be able to follow a script. It's just mm-hmm. They're doing inputs that they expect to have a certain result that are not having that result as a result of of you, the other person holding the controller, doing something.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, this game has random events every now and then, and we both have to react to it correctly. If one of us doesn't, then, you know, we're just going to do one thing and it'll get us, you know we won't know what's happening anymore, so we'll have to probably take a knockdown and be like, okay, well, mm. we know what happens from when we get knocked down, and we can kind of, like, sort of get back on track to sort of, like, a reset point for us if it did happen.
3: Do you mm-hmm. remember, like, how many, and I think I know the answer to this, but do you remember how many runs you actually completed in, like, the practice room leading up to uh, to being on stage doing
1: the whole thing? God in in the practice room specifically i just while practicing all right all right in the practice room zero
3: okay that's what i was remembering (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: zero uh in total one
2: wow and and tell and tell them tell them about the ones allard because it wasn't even really a finished run we had to yeah
1: it wasn't yeah it was uh it was a botched attempt basically uh I think we lost a super macho man and we had to re-enter the code yeah. and I sucked at the code. <laughs> <laughs> sucked at the, the half code, you know. And I think we uh we basically had to like Yeah, we we instead of doing the like whole, you know, get sent back to fights, we agreed that like for time constraints for this just being a marathon run, it's not like a serious whatever thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we would just reset and do the macho code and then you know continue from there if it did happen so in our practice yeah. run we did that and our time was like 38 minutes our estimate that we gave them was 35 <laughs> that's not good
2: <laughs> yeah we had to change the estimate
1: <laughs> yeah
3: and then when so let's take it up to on stage now as things just started to go well i mean first of all i'm i'm really curious the the headphone setup that we've got at, at gdq uh for kind of trying to block out noise <laughs> is okay <laughs> it's it's okay but it's not perfect how much communication did you two have to have how much were you able to to do or was it just wrote like no i'm just in the zone focus on my own thing
1: we were able to hear each other but that was it and that's all we wanted uh, I mean, I guess that's yeah. probably like maybe ambient noise or whatever. I think Sinister's maybe a little bit more sensitive to that than I am.
2: Yeah, so he probably, yeah, I like, could, I could hear the commentators just a little bit.
3: Yeah, were you getting a lot of the crowd too? Because that's the thing is, everybody was like, we're trying to stay silent while you're fighting, but at the same time, everybody's losing <laughs> it when when these fights are going I, well. I think.
2: Yeah, I, my recollection is the the crowd was pretty good about not cheering during the fights themselves. Uh, yeah and if they did, they must have done it at a time that didn't mess us up yeah,
0: it, it's kind of hard to cheer during those fights because you're just enraptured by it, and so yeah, yeah i, I forget i'm I lose count sometimes yeah <laughs> like, is, he down, is that two or three? do I get to cheer yet
1: <laughs> yeah if uh I'm pretty sure it was just like. During knockdowns and stuff, if they did cheer or like, you know, in between fights, like I'm pretty sure they cheered when Sinister countered the bull charge, for example. You know, they had they had to Mm -hmm. let loose for that one at the very (laughs) least. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: So it's gonna be the little mini pop offs. So how, as things started to go, you know, throughout the run and started to go pretty well. Uh, walk me through the nerves from both of you on, on and just the feeling in general of what it was like being up there and doing that and and it all just kind of coming together, finally.
1: It's it's really funny, and it also sort of ties into uh, how we felt right before our run. Like, I was, like, jittery and terrified and just, like, really energetic. Sinister was just laying on the ground. He was just, like, <laughs> chilling out, you know, kind of zoning out for a bit, getting real calm for his run. And I think that translated a little bit toward uh, our attitude in the run a little bit. I think sinister. Well, sinister had told me at one point like there's a certain point in the run where he was just like not even nervous anymore.
2: (laughs) Yeah, really. Well, yeah. So, so most of my nerves were ahead of the run. Uh, (laughs) I remember the most nervous I was. Our run was in the evening, so I I had gone to eat dinner like pretty much right before our run, and I remember being at the restaurant just being really nervous, like oh my god. We haven't been able to complete a run. This, you know, this is a total nightmare. Like, what if we lose? I've what Done if, this what to myself we... again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I kind of <laughs> went through all that at dinner, and then after after that, I was like, "Well, <laughs> we're here now. We got to do this." Um, so, so what Zalard was referencing is kind of a, a pregame routine that I I do sometimes at events if it's a run that I know is going to be like a little bit extra intense um i'll just throw on some noise canceling headphones put on some music lay down just you know take some take some good good deep breaths relax uh get in the zone and yes i did see Zallard like bouncing around but i also <laughs> knew that this is his normal routine like he gets nervous before these runs but if you guys look back at all these blindfolded runs and these crazy runs that he's done, he's always knocked it out of the park. I know. So, so I'm like, okay, this is great. He's, he's doing his normal thing. So that means in like, you know, as soon as we go on stage, he's just going to do everything perfectly. Um, So that was actually helping calm me down in a way too.
0: (laughs) Cause I had, you know, I, and I watched this live and I had no, Idea that this was not just oh I'm like Tyson's going to go down <laughs> like this will be weird and, and strange to watch but I'm going to see Tyson go down today so this is cool yeah, yeah th- <laughs>
3: it, that, it, that's it, why it, I knew we I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I as somebody who was there I remember talking to to the commentators to go like oh but that that was absurd <laughs> like it was not <laughs> like that in practice every time we were trying to work a commentary or whatever and uh, and I'm just like that's The world's not going to have heard that side of it as much. No, no. I mean,
2: I I remember just being like so stunned. We didn't even mention like after the run, we weren't even like, oh, wow. We just PB'd by 15 minutes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, because we just, we were just like, what? Did that just actually happen? Um, You know, it was like, it was like being in a dream. And I I, I do remember vividly also during Don, uh, Don Flamenco 2, there was a certain thing that Zallard, would he would never get it in practice like it's not an important thing like it's something that's just very subtle and he got it and the moment he got that I was like oh we're going all the way but I had to calm yeah. myself down. That's when I had to calm myself down. Cause I was like, okay, don't get ahead of yourself. Stay in the this moment the Stay. Run. you know, we're still in this fight. Like I was already thinking like, oh, we're beating the game. This is over with, and I, so I had to kind of yeah. like pull it back. Like, let's rein it in a little bit. We still got three more fights to go, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what it was for me. And I guess my nerves were just not, it's really odd. You know, I just, I, I didn't have a lot of nerves during the run itself. It was all, it was all beforehand. I've I've actually
3: noticed that kind of thing before as well, when you're doing a performance um, in front of people and everything, and you do have one of those moments where you're like, I'm going to go for this thing. It, It was going horribly in practice or like it never goes well for me or whatever, but it'll be fun. So let's do it or something like that. Or it's just a really difficult thing that you, you always have a backup for, but you try anyways and you get it. And it almost locks you in like you're like you were describing you're, you're, Okay, this is this is this is, this happening. is happening. I'm actually exactly. playing. Exactly, <laughs> like Sinister was saying, you've knocked it out of the park. with seriously, every single one of your runs uh, that I've seen, um, have you had that same kind of thing happen uh, like to you during these runs at all?
1: Uh, where I'm like, I reach a point where I'm like really calm and well, think, is kind of,
3: or even hard. just like something small that like you expect to go wrong goes really well and it and it helps lock you into the rest and feel pretty good about about the rest of the run um it's sort I mean, of like don flamenco there in tw- in <laughs> 2020 if you want to pull that as an example
1: yeah um for that particular instance i was actually pretty worried because it like sinister was saying it was something that i never did so i was like scared when i did it I basically was going on pure reaction. Like I reacted to something faster than normal, pretty much. And I was afraid that he didn't react to it in time and it would have messed us up, but it didn't. So I'm like, OK, all right. All right. It's it's fine.
0: It's fine. So you, you were afraid he would be off script yes. because he was used to being off. script. <laughs> pretty much that was our like baseline. And I had
1: deviated from it and I thought that would mess us up. But Sinister, like caught it and, you know, did everything correctly that he was supposed to, so I was, like, <laughs> calmed me down a little bit, too, yeah. Nice, um, I've nice. had, um, sort of, like, a, a different kind of take on that, but, like, for the first fight of the 2014 EGDQ run for uh, Super Punch-Out, like I was mentioning before, I was, like, really terrified and stuff. Um, when I beat the first... A boxer and called out the exact time and everyone started laughing yeah. Yeah. that calmed me down like tremendously so like that was sort of like I-, I guess my version of the moment where it's just like all right i'm calm for a little bit it's it's mm-hmm. fine
0: because they're not necessarily as keyed into like this is gabby jay i know the buffer strat it's gonna be this time mm-hmm for that fight, they're just like, "Ah, that's how good he is. He knows <laughs> yeah. exactly how yeah. long, you're like, you're like, oh, okay, like that, that kind of like, no one is as critical as I am about this run right now. They're just amazed yeah. that not only I beat him blindfolded, but that I know a time. So, like, yeah, that could, that somehow takes some pressure off, I think. And, yeah, and that's,
3: honestly, that's a good way oh, to go word ahead. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, moments like that are, I think, what have elevated the, this series of runs because you know the whole kind of the premise of the episode is that we're talking about one run but the idea here is really we're talking about mm-hmm. this kind of series of blindfolded you know punch outs history stuff. yeah and i think moments like those where you're calling out the the times you know it's sounding cocky or whatever right or you're you're (laughs) taking the nes controller and and making a a shot like to the tv (laughs) right Uh, stuff like that i think is what has kept these runs around in people's memories it's what's helped make them so easy for people to share to to others and really kept people wanting to come back so i mean there's no question associated with that. Just big kudos to both of you because I think that you've kept really good personalities on top of, our, you know, having to do this uh, stellar gameplay. Well,
2: thank, thank you. you. <laughs>
3: well, I, I mean,
0: I, I don't know where where to to go from here, Luigi. Do you have more questions about? Uh, just well, I, I was just gonna say that I think it's it's kind of. Uh, at least in the, the punch out run, it, it's kind of like the two of you are hanging out. I don't know. I think it's funny <laughs> any insight I think, there? I think it's a really cool run. We we had that
1: one moment on Don Flamenco one in the uh, the twenty twenty run that was just like us just talking about like, you know, how I don't get to punch anything. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, get that, yeah, I get my we one were, moment.
2: We were having fun in that one. You got you got your one punch in there, Zallard. I got him. And it was a good one. <laughs>
1: It was.
3: <laughs> Very nice. Well, uh, thank you both for, for joining us here. This yeah, thank you so fun. much. Uh, yeah, it's I,
0: been fun. Any Definitely. final
3: thoughts from either of you on just the the 2014 run or or just Mike Tyson speedruns through history in general or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, it's. Uh, I want to say at least for Mike Tyson's punch-out, it's probably reached its natural conclusion, and especially from the blindfolded aspect, because... Uh, even when Zallard and I both beat the game in 2016 we both took a loss and in this one where we were together fighting through the game we went undefeated so I think it kind of showed like the power of teamwork and it showed this kind of you know yeah. get, getting to the the end of a challenge and, and and not only that but for Zallard, it was even more of an accomplishment because he had beaten Super Punch Out and Punch Out Wee without taking a lot so he just swept the whole series so this was the final <laughs> yeah. one for him that he had to get all of them uh, yep. so, that, so that was kind of like a good way of, of finishing it off but there, but you know there's always something else because I remember Zallard did uh, I can't remember which year it was I want to say it was 2016 no uh, 2018 uh, where you did the it super helped. punch out and punch out Mike Tyson punch out at the same time yeah so there's always some crazy thing that you don't expect so i don't want to say there's never going to be another like you know mike tyson's punch out run or anything like that but if there is it's going to be something that that's entertaining and surprising and hopefully people will really enjoy it
0: so so it's entered like uh, the the ocarina years of its life where like yeah, it'll show up, but it'll just be something really weird and and cool. But, like, yeah, here's the new twist we've got this, this month on Ocarina.
2: I, I would think so, because, you know, certain games, when you look back at GDQ history, certain games have just showed up so many times. Uh, and for good reason, a lot of them. But... You know, now you're starting to see a trend. At least for somebody that's been around from the beginning, you see a trend much more towards newer games, games that haven't been featured, and that's a good thing. You know, yeah. you're getting more people mm-hmm. from the community involved. You're getting, uh, you know, new runs that are that are entertaining and uh, given a, a, a time to shine. So I think, you know, that's a really great trend uh, that GDQ has been following as well. For sure. Yeah, yeah I
0: would agree. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming to talk to us. Um, If you want to give your pluggables, I guess. um. Okay,
2: so twitch.tv slash one. That's where you're going to find me. And what you'll see me doing, not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out anymore, so if you're a fan of Punch-Out, I'm sorry. But I am still doing something that is a a, a co-op run, which is actually Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I do that with my friend General Andrews. We play every saturday at uh starting around 7 p.m eastern we are trying to get to the ultimate run the god run we're about uh a little less than a second off of it so oh, we're, wow. we're really trying to we've been pushing this game for some years and we're we're this is like getting to the 454 in super mario brothers kind of thing <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to get to the ultimate thing where we're just like we're putting this away for uh forever okay. so so yeah I'm that's that's where you can catch me
0: i didn't I didn't. Uh, I never played Chippendales Rescue Rangers, but I played a, a fuck ton of uh, Mickey's Dangerous Chase, which is same. There you uh, go. Attack same controls on the, but on the Game Boy. So.
2: Another, yeah, another another Capcom Disney game. You can't go wrong with those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: down. T- how about you? Uh,
1: before I go into that, uh, you do have to go back to Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I just need to get the face. to Oh, that
2: that's it's true. Still, we, it's still we, a bet. We have an outstanding bet. <laughs> That's, that's true. So, so do we have time to derail just really quickly oh, on something? Oh that. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, so Zalard, uh, was in my chat. This was, I don't know, maybe like a year ago or something. And I, like that, yeah. I was trying to get uh, what's called a perfect Tyson, which essentially means you have to get all the frame perfect hits in the, in the fight. It doesn't guarantee that you'll get like the same exact time. So you might not get the lowest possible time, but it's just, You've hit every frame, perfect hit, which I believe it's uh, twenty two of them. I want to say um, twenty one or twenty two, okay. depending yeah. on the so,
1: situation. But yeah, right.
2: So I
0: had been going for this for him a down while, in the first and I'd, round. sorry to take him down in the first round. It takes twenty two.
2: No, you can beat him in the first round without doing this. This is just to this is like every opportunity you have to punch him. You're doing the frame perfect input, which so that's why it's called a a perfect Tyson. So anyway, so Zallard was in my chat and uh, he had seen me struggling with this and and not hasn't been going so well. And I think Summoning Salt asked him, you know, hey, Zallard, when are you going to try for, uh, you know, another to to lower your Tyson time, which requires him his Tyson times quite low. So he has to do something extremely ridiculous uh to lower his time and Mm -hmm. zallard said well uh as soon as sinister gets a perfect tyson then or no what what did you say zallard did i have to get it that night or what was the you
1: had to the condition was as as soon as sinister gets a perfect tyson without save states so he had to use the code basically so right, it makes it uh, an official submission
2: yes i had been playing from a save state at the beginning of the fight buster. just because I, I didn't i didn't want to waste the time of you know having to put the code in every single time so i was just right. I was trying to be efficient mm-hmm. but yeah it's not it's it's yeah you, you can't submit it to speedrun.com so within about 30 minutes uh i get the perfect tyson and zallard is <laughs> mm-hmm. zallard is then stuck trying to go for this uh this tyson pb and then so summoning salt once again recently being the instigator that he is uh he said okay well you know sinister one when are you gonna come back to single segment punch out and i said oh well as soon as zallard gets his you know his (laughs) new tyson pb that he that he's still working on uh so so i am on the hook for that so you might see punch out again eventually
3: oh that's great (laughs) need more dumb silly bets in speed running (laughs) to just get
2: people to to come back to games, no, sir,
1: I he he likes his bets. I'll just I'll <laughs> say that much.
2: We don't have time for that derail. That's a whole separate. <laughs> if you ever get Rom Scout on the program, you can ask him about that. But only on the, if I'm the there though, because he, he he might kill. you know he, he might throw me out of the bus. So
3: <laughs> we'll have to just go <laughs> a game or something. Get him on. <laughs> do some so. <soda. laughs> well, Zaller, go ahead. And, uh, where can people find you?
1: right yeah that's what we were talking about <laughs> um so uh twitch.tv slash zallard1 and uh youtube.com slash zallard1 those are the two places you could find me
3: and i believe for both of you it's the number one now right that's it, correct yes yeah. yeah. it yeah. didn't used to be for sinister for a while but it has been for years now i think right yes
2: yes yep. i'm also on youtube uh slash sinister one as well thank thank you for reminding me zallard
0: yeah no problem <laughs> all right well uh thanks guys very much um yeah you can find us uh we're on twitter at nf speed Run, twitter at insta at nf speedrunning we also have a patreon over at patreon.com slash possibly bad yeah and uh you can hear fun things like commentaries and bother us in discord and probably be able to watch a recording pretty soon We'll we'll probably <laughs> schedule that first one of those so.
3: yeah yeah we should do one of those soon shout outs to uh professor howell and brian ward for both being executive producers of the show thank you very much shout to and- hobbs uh, for remembering our executive producers <laughs> thank you everybody who has been uh, a supporter on patreon and uh thanks again to sinister and zeller this is super fun the first uh, speed runs through history
0: All right, well, Gabby J at the end going, yay. (laughs) We could always tell when the podcast is over. Is that that Charles Martinet? Is that how Nintendo got hooked up with Martinet? Because he was like just providing voices for their dumb boxing game.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think that was the first thing that he did for them. But Charles Martinet does like all the voices in Super Punch-Out, believe it or not. Yeah, Okay.
3: (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah, no, I think I think he went through like regular uh, audition process for. I for so. mario anyways we're devolving <laughs> again thanks everybody for for listening and uh thank you both again for coming on and we will catch you all with a regular episode of need for speed running next time with super mario 64 i think it's coming up next yeah, yeah. that's right bye everybody bye Later. bye i waved at the camera like a fool it's not a video podcast.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yay.